Um, there was. <laughs> Wait, because I've already told the story. <laughs> God, hug, man. <laughs> okay, I don't remember what the question yeah, was. Yeah, me neither, I forgot. <laughs> Today's subject that uh, we're going to talk about is uh, what makes us human, you know? What are some things that uh, separate us and set us apart from everyone else? The usual notion is that we are an animal whose health is governed by genetics, environment, food and water intake, and the occasional disease. All of those things are true, but they aren't true enough. Nearly 50 people have been arrested after a night of rioting in North London. Petrol bombs were thrown, vehicles and buildings set on fire and shops were looted. As local people survey the damage, community and political leaders have condemned the destruction. This is a disgrace. So the riots of 2011 were the worst case of rioting, looting and arson that had been seen in the UK for over 25 years. And it all started um, after a peaceful protest uh, over the police shooting of Mark Duggan turned violent in, um, in North London. And over the course of that evening, a bus was set on fire, um, police cars were attacked, and then slowly the rioting spread to nearby Wood Green when certain shops began to be uh, looted and raided. Um, now, in that first evening, there were around 3,500 police officers on the streets. And obviously, a lot of them were drawn to the events in North London as they happened. But it, essentially, things got a bit out of hand. But it was by the next evening when people realised that um, a lot of people in North London had actually got away with looting shops, essentially, that this kind of contagious element began to um, kick in. Um, so on the second evening then, when, this is when looting really started to kick in. So on the second evening, I think Brixton was um, quite badly affected um, and, and a few different pockets of areas across London. But it was by the third night when people realised that, um, you know, there had been two successive evenings when people had been looting shops across London um, and causing havoc that it really ignited. So the Monday evening was when the most amount of damage had been done. Um, simultaneously on the Monday evening, things had begun to spread to other parts of the country. At that time, I've been working on retail behaviour, so trying to predict how people will spend money in shops, basically. A very trivial thing. But what sparked our interest was actually some maps that appeared in The Guardian a couple of weeks after the events. 
So what The Guardian had done is the very first people who'd been arrested and who had appeared in court immediately after the events, The Guardian had gone and taken records of exactly what had happened, where they'd been arrested in connection with um, and where they lived. So they printed these maps, one for London and one for Manchester, which showed the rioter, or or the suspect, I should say, the suspect addresses and the suspect um, offence locations for both Manchester and London. And if you look at these maps, there's a startling difference between the two. So in London, everything's scattered all over the place and it really reflects the sort of polycentric nature of London. Whereas in Manchester, all of the rioting was completely contained within the very centre of the city and the rioters lived in a, in a sort of ring around the outside. And this is essentially what, what sparked our interest because if I had plotted maps, very similar maps of how people were spending money in retail, you'd see something very similar because London's really polycentric, right? And, and people kind of live everywhere and they shop everywhere. Whereas Manchester is a very more traditional type city where you have everything in the centre and people living around the outside. So when we saw these maps, we realised that actually perhaps the initial headlines that had appeared after the events of shopping with violence maybe weren't just completely flippant remarks. Maybe they were actually revealing some insight into the underlying characteristics of what had actually happened. What did I get? Tracksuit. I got couple some TVs as well. Plasmas. Couple electronic stuff. PS3. Like laptops and stuff, in there. Some clothes. Trainers. I got them nappies. Powder. The whole Johnson set. We managed to get hold of all of the records for anybody who was arrested in connection with the event. So... Um, where they lived and also where they offended and when they offended. And by looking at that, we managed to pick out some of the patterns in the way that people were behaving. And essentially, there were three important patterns. So the first one is that actually the idea to riot was quite a contagious idea. And there's a lot of similarities in the way that things escalated. The more people that got involved, the more people that got involved. And the way that, say, um, flu spread. So if you think about seasonal flu, for example... Um, the more people that have the flu, the more people that get the flu. And it's only when the season changes and people start getting better that um, essentially we get a handle on events and, and things kind of die down again. And the same was true for the way that the riots happened. So during the day, the more people that were rioting, the more people that would riot. And this kind of continued until overnight the police managed to get a handle on events and things would die down again for the next day. So actually, it turns out that things like seasonal flu are very old and well-studied mathematical problems. We actually understand a lot about how things work with things like flu spreading so what we can do is we can use those equations and we can use those that maths to change it and look at how rioters became involved in the event so the second um, big finding then was about how rioters chose locations or chose where to riot so we know for starters that the London riots in particular and and this doesn't really apply to other kind of riots that you see in say Syria or in the Arab Spring in general because the the London riots had a real focus on looting people were very interested in stealing stuff from shops essentially Um, not always of course but there was a there was a strong element of that and Actually, the way that people were choosing where to loot is very similar to the way that people choose where uh, to shop. So if you think about how you like to choose where to shop, right, you'd prefer to shop local to where you live, but you're prepared to go a bit further um, for a really big shop. And essentially, rioters were acting in exactly the same way. So they were choosing to riot 
very close to where they lived, but they were prepared to travel a bit further for a really large riot site. So that's kind of the second thing. Now, looking at how people shop is, again, a really old and well-studied problem. Um, Supermarkets want to be able to predict where you're going to spend your money so they can maximise their profits. So we can take that bit of old and well-known maths and also use it to look at how rioters were behaving. And then the third... uh, The third finding is the way that rioters interacted with police. So actually this has some real similarities to the way that predators and prey act in the wild. So essentially police and rioters were playing a game of cat and mouse across the city where rioters would move, um, you know, a a riot would start up in a a given location and then police would flood in and and police were always kind of on the back foot. Um, But this balance of predators and prey or, you know, rabbits and foxes, if you think about it, in in the wild um, is also another really well-studied problem. So what we can do is we can take these three pieces of knowledge, these three really old, well-studied problems, and we can put them together, and we can use them to come up with um, a mathematical simulation, essentially, um, something that can replicate all of the patterns that we're seeing in the riots, that's able to understand or, or give us insight into the reasons why people got involved. You have to be really careful when you use the word predict because what this model couldn't do is if, if a similar event started, we couldn't say, OK, next place to go is Greenwich, you know, or whatever. We couldn't do that. Um, in three minutes time, uh, Clapham Junction is going to be here. You know, we couldn't we couldn't do that. That's not that's not possible um, because by its nature, models only look at the most important things they don't take everything into account right so there are going to be individual decisions that are going to make a difference and it's only when you look at how people act as a whole that you can use something like a model to look at look at what happened but what our model can do is it can tell us which areas of the city are most susceptible to rioting so we can use it to help police understand how these things spread and that works for future events as well so we can you you know, give police hints as to where would be the most likely places to find themselves in trouble. One of the things that people really don't like when you talk about the fact that you look at human behaviour, patterns in human behaviour, and you try and make predictions about what would happen, what what people would do, is that people feel very um, attached, so we say, to their own free will. And I'm not suggesting that people don't have free will. But the thing is that despite the fact that we have free will when you look at big groups of people when you look at people all together we're really easily influenced especially by one another and instead of looking at sort of the individual behavior of one person and predicting what they're going to do when you look at big groups of people together because of the way that we influence each other actually the patterns in human behavior become really easy to understand and really easy to write down equations for and really easy to make predictions from I think everything can be reduced to math. <laughs> yes. <laughs>